0: Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Hey, friends, and welcome back to the Heart of Dating podcast this week. Now, it is upon us. This weekend is the launch of the Heart of Dating conference, Saturday, the 25th. If you haven't grabbed your ticket yet, go ahead and visit heartofdatingconference.com and use code HODC10 for 10% off your ticket price. Also, just quickly, I want to answer a few of our very top questions that we keep getting asked. The conference is only $49 and it includes access to talks from over 30 speakers, which includes pastors, experts, psychologists, thought leaders, all the things, as well as year-long access to all of the conference content. But if you cannot afford it during this season, especially for a COVID related reason, please, please email our team at infohodconference.com and we'd be happy to talk about financial aid options. Also, everybody keeps saying, well, I'm busy next weekend, so that's why I can't sign up for the conference. But here's the deal, y'all. You don't have to participate in our live elements to be a part of the conference. Yes, it'd be awesome if you could show up live with us the weekend that the conference goes live, but you're going to have access to all the content for an entire year. Let me repeat that. You're going to have access to the content for an entire year. We will have live elements, but if you can't partake in the live elements, you can still find ways to maximize your experience. You can do the conference either on your own or in a small group, and we have tons of ideas and suggestions for how to make that happen for you. Now, on the flip side, for those of you that can make our live elements, we just officially announced what those live elements are going to be. So join us live both Saturday, the 25th and Sunday, the 26th for live Zoom meet and greets with me and some of our speakers for live corporate worship featuring Red Rocks Worship and the amazing Pat Barrett. And then also, we will be doing a giveaway both mornings of the conference, the 25th and the 26th, between 10 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And we don't want you to miss this. Rumor has it we might be giving away some pretty big things like maybe an Apple TV or maybe the latest AirPods or maybe the ultimate dating library with dating books from some of the best people. Maybe even some gift cards. Who knows what we'll be giving away. You're going to have to come join us between 10 to 11 a.m. Saturday and Sunday, the 25th and 26th to find out. At the end of the first live hour from 10 to 11 a.m. on both days, whoever is on the live will be able to win one of our epic giveaway prizes. Now, for a full schedule of all that's going on live this weekend for the conference, make sure to check your email if you are a conference registrant. Cannot wait to see you guys for this Saturday, the 25th, for our launch of the biggest event ever. This is going to be so much fun. Visit heartofdatingconference.com to learn more. And here's our last bonus, you guys to close out the weekend, we will be having mix and mingle rooms. So excited to share more about this with you guys, but we want you to have an opportunity to meet other people that are partaking in the conference. See you soon. Okay guys, let's talk about the episode today on the podcast. Now we actually have two conference guests on the podcast today. The amazing Tavares and Safa Gray. Tavares and Safa are the minds behind Godly Dating 101. They are a young married couple with a passion for seeing relationships done God's way. They advocate for purity in heart and mind so that believers can grow closer to Jesus while growing stronger in their relationships. And you guys, let me tell you, their account on Instagram, Godly Dating 101, is on fire. It is so good. And their podcast, Godly Dating 101, is also so amazing. So I highly encourage you to check out both now because they are dating extraordinaires and they're really passionate about this subject I decided to do something different and kind of have a dating hot seat for Tavares and Safa today so basically I asked them some of our top dating questions that you guys ask us all the time it was really fun and fiery and we covered a lot of ground in this fun conversation today now, Safa and Tavares are also speaking at the conference about dating red flags. So you guys, you're not going to want to miss their amazing talk in the conference as well. But for now, without further ado, here's my podcast conversation with Tavares and Safa Gray. Tavares and Safa Gray. Hey, y'all. What is up? Welcome to Heart of Dating.
1: Ooh. <laughs> What's
2: going on, everybody? How y'all doing?
0: I'm so excited. So before we came on, I kind of shared a bit about you guys in the intro, and but you guys run this awesome platform called Godly Dating 101, and I would love for you to just share a bit about why you started this and what your heart is behind it.
2: Okay, so I guess I should answer yeah, that. Yeah, I'm going to let him answer <laughs> that's, that. <laughs> that's way more stuff in my days. Um, so Godly Dating was never... Something that was, I guess, on my heart to do. I was just posting a lot on social media with my brother. It was an account called Anointed Misfits. So we we literally talked about any subject, no matter how touchy it was. But I realized that it was always a bigger impact whenever I spoke about dating. And because my brother wasn't as, you know, frequent on the on Twitter when we were t- when you know when we would talk about it, I was just like, Hey, I feel like God is leading me to create an account towards relationships. And he's just like, Well. You know i don't care you're the one posting you know so i just went <laughs> for it and then I, the the whole idea was just okay i want people to date in a godly way and i thought all of college classes were like 101 you know from years of hearing that on tv and stuff i didn't know how college really you know worked so i was just like okay godly dating 101 and then i saw how you know you'll say i say one thing and i, I won't say it. every time i posted something it felt like a revelation to me but i'll post something that i've gone through and it's, I get like a dozen questions, you know, and I'm just like, whoa, like I I didn't think (laughs) people had these many questions or had these many issues. I really thought it was just me that was struggling. And then I'd go to bed one day is at a thousand followers and wake up to five. You know what I mean? I'm just thinking like, wow, like, and it just took off from there. And God just been opening doors, you know, so it's just something that I'd say God had, you know, planned all along, but I, you know, I just went along for the ride. Oh my gosh.
1: And I think it really, took off once um, Tavares and I, you know, people started seeing us post on Godly Dating, our relationship uh, and being married and everything, because people, I think they follow you more when they see that you're following Christ for real. Mm -hmm. Like when they see that you're actually living what you preach on social media. Uh, And I think they like seeing that family oriented, um, just a godly relationship, Um, not just him saying it, but living it.
0: Yeah. I love that you guys, and you also launched a podcast. I just want to call that out too. So not only do you have this epic Instagram, which is so encouraging, you have this awesome podcast as well. And I've got to admit, I've listened to many of your podcasts. And what I love so much is that you guys are just super honest. You have really honest dialogues on there, which I think is what we need when it comes to dating.
2: <laughs> I think that's best because honestly, I hate it when I was younger or hate it when I was single. And it's like, man, fornication, you know, sex is all on my mind. And whenever I bring it up to someone, you know, just pray. Like, come on, man. We yeah. know we should just pray, right. you know. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people, especially when we're younger or especially as you get older and you're single, you're just like, all right, how do I navigate this with someone who's going to be real? You know, how, yeah. how are we going to be biblical and be approachable at the same time? You know, so that's definitely the, the route we're trying to take that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good, because oftentimes it just feels like. You were directing me and giving me a how to list, but I like, have you even gone through this? You know, like that's mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. It, you, or we have pastors all the time preaching about dating. They're 50, they got married at 20, 21, and they're like telling us about dating. Not that they shouldn't be preaching about dating. I think we do need more messages about dating. But at the same time, I'm like, do you even get what I'm going through at all? so I'm just so grateful for what you guys do and so excited that we're able to make this happen I know you guys are just exploding you have so much going on and I'm just thrilled to to have this conversation and so to transition on what we're talking about I was thinking about it and I decided you know what you guys talk about dating so much this is your specialty obviously I love talking about dating too so I thought what, what if we did like a dating hot seat basically I'm just going to throw at y'all, some of our most asked questions, and it's okay if y'all don't agree. That's fine. This is like gonna be a fun dialogue. So, are you ready for the heart of dating dating hot seat?
1: We are ready.
2: I am not, but let's go.
0: <laughs> I think this is it. You don't have to be ready. It's just we go with it, right? Okay, so Dang. let's start at the top with the number one question, y'all, that I can ask. I mean, all of the time. And this is mainly from women because I hear women say this way more than guys saying it in the reverse. But the number one question that is probably that I get asked, you guys probably get this asked too, but where are all the good men?
2: What do you think? All right, fine. (laughs) you go first. (laughs) All right. So what I will say is I do believe it's it's an overwhelming, you know disparity between the godly men and godly women in church. So I'm not going to be in denial and pretend, you know, that's not a real dilemma that's going on. But I will say, I see it as more of a spiritual battle that's taking place because a lot of times I go in church and, you know, it's praise and worship. People are standing and singing. Typically you see the women crying, you see the women with their hands up and the guys (laughs) kind of like, you know, hallelujah, you know, hands halfway there, you know, it's like (laughs) men don't feel as comfortable, you know, being as emotional, you know? So a lot of times, even the men who are living godly lives, they're not seen the same way we'll see and honor, respect a godly woman. So I think a lot of times men, you know, they're under spiritual attack, the devil's trying to blind them with the things of this world that many times, you know, they love God, but they're not willing to die to their old ways, or right. they're not willing to give up on the world that is, is so common for a man to struggle, whereas mm-hmm. I believe it's so much easier for a woman to surrender everything to Jesus. So when it comes to where are all the good men, I, I mean, it's not like I can say target, you know what I mean? I really don't know where we are, but I do know that some of them exist. You know, I do know many of them exist because I don't tolerate foolishness around me. So I know I see a lot of great men, but I believe a lot of times it's some simple things that women, you know, it's it's they may see it as deal breakers, but some things I feel like women don't understand that a man can change, a man can grow. You know, and I feel like a lot of times women because they develop faster, mature faster, we see the women as though okay, the woman is on cloud 10, the guy's only a step one, but the guy's really doing a great job. He's just not where she is. And I feel like a lot of times we're just not, you know, really seeing where people are spiritually, we we just see them as we want a finished product. Right. So I'm not really to work with you. I'm not really the you know because maybe Safa thought I was great when we first met, but I know I grew a lot because <laughs> of her. You yes. know, so you know I'm not trying to brag, so but I mean like it's <laughs> the fact that I don't think most women understand their impact, the the amount of godly impact that can make in a man's mm, life.
1: I agree. I agree 100. I I and and that question when I hear people say where are all the good men I it it. Makes me ask, are you looking for just a good man or are you looking for a God man? Because I think there's a difference. There's a lot of good men in the world. I mean, and they might not necessarily be, you know, into Christianity. They might not. But what are you looking for? That's the thing. And and and, and to, like Tavar said, sometimes we're looking for a finished product and none of us are perfect. Yeah. Are we looking for a God man? Or are we looking for a perfect man? And I think, you know, sometimes when when these guys slip up, um, you know, the girls just look at them as, oh, he no good. But that's not true. That's not necessarily true. Everyone has um, their own set, set of struggles. And in this day and age, there is so much distraction. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we have it worse off than people back in the olden days, but between, um, you know, things being so heavily, uh, easier access online, uh, through social media, through, there are so many things that can bring a man down or, you know, guys turned on by, you know, um, Uh, site. And I think that um, we have more access to a lot of that today. And so a lot, a lot more people struggle with, with different things, not just things like that, but um, you know, and and then we just look at them as if, you know, they're not good, but that's not necessarily true. Everyone has their own struggle. And as a woman, I can attest to what Tavari said. I feel as though um, I helped him grow and I'm not bragging either, but I think that showing him that I'm not standing, I'm not standing for this. Like yeah. I understand that you have struggles, but you, you can't stay here. Yeah. And vice versa. And and that's what we're supposed to do. If a lot of women would stop letting down their guard and letting um, you know, these these men just do whatever and get away with it, I think that there would be more good men because they realize that they're not gonna be they they're not gonna get a woman staying the way they are. If they wanna keep her, they have to change. They have to be more godly. But she has to be a godly woman too. Yeah. She has to be-
2: if we if we look in Genesis, um, the first issue that we see is that God was creating everything and everything is going well, all of creation, animals, birds, heavens, everything is going well. The first issue he notices is that it wasn't good for a man to be alone. Hmm. So whereas Adam wasn't at you know his best because he could have been a better position if he had that right woman to come along to help him in his purpose. And I feel like a lot of times we don't understand that. Yes, the guy may be operating in his purpose, but he can be at a higher level. With a godly woman in his life right. and i don't believe that women should keep settling for these projects and trying to turn lukewarm men into godly men right. trying to turn worldly men into christian men i don't believe women should take on projects but i believe women should understand that just because you want a man that makes six figures and he's only at five yeah. that doesn't mean he's not the man god right. has for you right. and there are a lot of women i would say they take some things and they make it they make preferences standards. And I believe that Yeah, if you're a tall woman, especially you want to talk taller guy, cool. But if you're five foot one sis and you're begging, <laughs> you're telling God, my man is going to be six foot. He's not godly unless he's six foot. Then we know you're not yes. looking for what God wants for you. You're looking for your preferences and, Many times our preferences blind us to what God has for us.
0: Ooh, amen. Oh my gosh, you just mm-hmm. said I what I say, and it's very similar to that, is check the quality of your qualifications. And I say that because that was me. Like I only dated my quote unquote type, which was like a specific worship artist that had you know, skinny jeans and had to lead a Bible study and (laughs) had to drove a certain kind of car. And if I'm being really honest, four or five years ago, that was what I wanted. And that's what I looked for. And anybody who didn't look like that, didn't fit that specific quality, quote unquote, like I was like, nope, not for me, not my type. Right. And so, but then I had, God challenged me like, Hey, are you looking for, are those character qualities? (laughs) Like, what is the quality of your qualifications? And so, I so agree with you. And I just want to add one small thing is just a challenge for the women that I do think as women, we have a responsibility to yes, challenge our brothers and to lift them up and to talk well about them. And I think after a dating situation doesn't go well, I see this all the time you better believe that it's not all the men that are talking about it. It's all the women who are talking about all the guys and every guy that hurt them broke their heart or that just it didn't go anywhere, right? And then because of that, I do think that men have become more and more weary of kind of putting themselves out there because women, we do have a responsibility to not gossip about the men. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I just want to say that too. Actually, that goes into my second question of why are men seemingly intimidated by women? (laughs)
2: all right so i'm I'm gonna speak tomorrow (laughs) my (laughs) brother. do it um, i can honestly say i've never been intimidated by a woman Mm. and i'm not saying god has given me a spirit of boldness that i didn't think a woman is possibly out of my league or anything like that but i feel like a lot of times we for one if we're all children of god we're all equal anyways so you're no one is out of my league technically speaking um but i honestly believe that a lot of times people feel insecure you know when they know that they should be at a higher level, because I'm not gonna waste my time seeing a godly woman, seeing a woman that's a hard worker, seeing a woman that does everything in life, when all I do is play video games, and then I go waste her time. Many women settle for those type of guys, but my issue with that is it makes no sense that she should have to settle for that, you know? So I don't believe myself or any guy that I've been around, you know, struggled with, oh man, that's a, that's a real good looking woman. Oh, that's a godly woman. I don't know if I should waste my time. I don't know if, I, if she'll give me the time of day. I believe a lot of times a woman won't speak to you no matter how much they like you if you're not even confident with their approach anyways. Right. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's just an issue with with some guys that just, they just need to mature in those areas. But when it comes to men being intimidated by women, I don't believe that's as common as people make it seem. I feel like a lot of time it's the it's the demeanor or the the... The way the woman is presenting herself yeah. makes a man look like, yeah, I'm okay, but right. I don't know how to word that, you know, in a in a better way. I don't know if you could, if you want to chime she in? she
1: is, um, I don't know if it, the way, like when he approaches her, how she reacts to him. Yeah, like. like- yeah.
2: You know, I, I I've always heard a saying about, you know, pretty women, you know, they tend to be the most stuck up, right? <laughs> so if I, if I'm walking by you, I never met you and I'm just like, "Wow, good morning. You I, I don't know anything about you, but you you look really beautiful. I just want to mm-hmm. tell you that." And your response isn't thank you, or that was so kind, or, oh, that's nice of you. I'm not saying you have to stop and hold a conversation, but if, if your response was something along the lines of, um, okay, or ill, or because I'm not your type or anything, then it's not that I'm intimidated by you. I'm just not going to waste my time dealing with someone that carries themselves as they're arrogant, right. or they're proud, or they're boastful. You know, So I think a lot of times, m- many men do need to mature, 100%. But I do think the way the woman presents herself when a guy is approaching her is what's going to intimidate him. And it's not necessarily that it's intimidating him, but I know I'm not going to deal with a wife that's arrogant or argumentative or things like that.
1: Right, right. I don't necessarily know if a guy has ever been intimidated by me or if guys feel intimidated by women um, that often, but I, I feel as though one reason they could possibly feel intimidated is if a woman, um, she carries herself as if she is, quote, unquote, independent in the sense that she doesn't need a guy. Mm. She, she wants you, but she doesn't need you. She could pay her bills by herself. She She could do this by herself. She could do that by herself. And if he's in a relationship with her and God forbid things start to go left, bye. yeah she's that quick to dismiss you because right. she doesn't need you and I feel like that can be intimidated because um I feel like uh, as a as a man you want to know and I'm not a man but from from my experience you would want to know that you're you're needed yeah. that yeah. you know you you can help her you know if, a, a woman who acts as though she's independent to the point where um you know you're just disposable um I feel as though that can be intimidating
2: yeah. um when it comes to that though when're saying you know, why are men seemingly intimidated by women? I think it's a problem with with culture and the church itself, because men are called to lead. We understand that from a biblical point of view, the man is going to be leading the home. But a lot of times we we, we treat this as though we, we treat this with a secular mindset. Yeah. So we think um, leading the home or me being the leader of the home, quote unquote, that means I should be making more than my wife, mm-hmm. when in reality, that shouldn't even be the case. And my wife is a doctor. Like, I'm not gonna argue with that. She's just gonna make more than me. No big deal. But we take things and we 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 put these petty things as our our as our you know ways of running our relationship. So I think I'm the leader. So I need to make more money, I need to be more dominant. So that means she should just be passive. I need it's like we we right. belittle the woman and we want the man to do everything, whereas the woman is just called to raise babies. But <laughs> in reality, that's not the case. So a lot of men they'll see a woman that She's in a great position, whereas my own place, my own job, my own dreams, my own goals, I'm, I'm serving God. I'm not doing anything, you know, or waiting on a man to start my life. And a lot of men who aren't doing anything, I believe that they'll they'll look at it like, well, she doesn't she probably wants a guy that's perfect. When in reality, it's not that she wants the guy that's perfect, just someone that is able to lead, you know, and I feel like a lot of times the church. We just don't teach men how to lead properly that men believe that, okay, well, as long as I'm making enough money, then I'm a godly man. Or if I'm bringing a family to church, that means I'm a godly man. When it requires more than that, I believe that biblical a biblical way of leading your home is way more than how much money you make, how often you go to church. I believe it's just a matter of making sure you're discipling your home properly, making sure your home feels secure and loved. But it's not always yeah. taught to us that way.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so good. And I love everything that you guys just said. I, and I also think that one thing I will say to women with intimidation is just women, be aware of how you look to a man. So first of all, like your body language and not like look physically like what you're wearing, but like like how you, what your body language is, you know, and what you're saying to him through your nonverbals. And think for me, it's much easier for a guy to potentially go up to a woman he doesn't know, like at a coffee shop, because that woman, he doesn't know know her friends they're not in the same community all of that but a guy who's friends with you that you have mutual friends there's more at stake people are going to find out about this you know you're in Mm -hmm. community and if some if you do end up dating it doesn't go well then you know you have to navigate what that looks like a breakup in community so if you were this question i often get especially from people who are like in the same community this guy will never ask me out why is he intimidated by me just pay attention to your demeanor are you even giving him the green light you know are you smiling at him are your or your arms crossed are you looking at him as though you're not interested I think these factors like a guy these days want to see like if I'm gonna make a if I'm gonna make a move it could potentially go well there's a sliver of a chance you know like most guys aren't gonna go out and do it if they don't think there's a sliver of a chance Mm -hmm.
2: So, yeah. I, I, sorry, I, I, don't, I don't want to cut you off, but I yeah. want to mention a scenario that just happened recently yeah. like that. I have a friend that, you know, he's single, already hit 30, you know, so he's probably looking at it like, well, t- you know, time is ticking, you know. So I mentioned someone who people at, you know, his church is recommending to him as, w- as well, because I'm looking like, well, why haven't you tried? And he's like, man, the way she acts, bro, it's like, I'm not wasting my time with that. And I'm looking like, what do you mean the way she acts? Because I know her bro, as a godly woman. So there's no way that she could be, you know, stuck up or anything like that. And he's like, I've tried complimenting her before and she got mad and said, what do you want? You know what I mean? And oh. it's like, she it, she couldn't even receive a compliment, you know, because she's expecting him to be a certain way. So I think a lot of women, they label a guy a certain way that even if he wanted to approach them, no matter how capable he is, you know being a good husband then they're gonna you know because you've already labeled them you know so i feel like we need to take labels off of people and we need to stop placing everyone in a bubble and the point is he could possibly have been a person who god wanted for and god probably released them to you know to pursue but because of her her you know her response to his approach then that completely shut things down and he's just like yeah whatever you know so i feel like a lot of times approach is definitely a big thing the response that is
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So another question in tandem with this, because that sounds like somebody he already knows and this question relates to this. So a lot of people ask this. I feel like dating within church communities, this is where it gets the most difficult because you, you and it also has the potential to be the most amazing because you can vouch for that person. You can see them walking in godliness if you're around them or if you have people that really know them well. But I find that those are the situations that are the hardest to go from a friendship into a relationship. So what would you guys say about going from friendship into a relationship and getting out of the quote unquote friend zone?
2: Let me see. So I I don't know if there's a specific way, I guess I can say going from friends to to, um, you know, more than that, I believe it's just a matter of trying to change the narrative. Like when Safa and I, we try to talk early on in college years, maybe 2011, and it just didn't work out a lot going on. And I didn't want to bring Safa into drama. It was just like, all right, whatever. We left it alone, but we stayed friends for a while, you know, and I feel like, you know, we would text and it's no big deal, but I had to make my intentions known, like, Hey, I'm not texting you every day because like, I have no other friends. I'm texting you because I am attracted to you and I do, and I I am praying about seeing where this can go, you know? So I believe a lot of times some men or some women even, you know, they'll just like pictures and assume that you should know that you're interested. (laughs) That's not good enough, you know, but I believe that men should pursue. So I believe that the men should be willing to say, you know, this is something I've been praying about considering and I want you to, and I want to make my intentions known. So I believe a lot of times people are in (laughs) friendships that, you know, they both may be interested in each other, but no one is um, you know, referencing what they're really what thinking. This is what yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. And then what, what happens is what I like to call a friendationship. Then you're suddenly in a relationship, <laughs> a friendship relationship, and emotions are getting involved, but nothing's been defined. And I say this because like, I've had many of these in the past, and I have a no friendationship rule today. If I see it all going in that direction, I'm like, nope, we're calling it for what it is. Nope. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right right no i I agree with what Tavar said I, I think you definitely have to make your attention known and Tavars definitely made his intentions known with me as far as letting me know you know um you know I want to see where this goes because when he approached me initially um i I thought he was joking you know how many guys have come to me uh, in the past and just you know start texting me all the time and I I'm the type of person where I'm not gonna just assume you like me. I'm not because (laughs) I'm not putting myself in that awkward predicament where I get my heart broken when I start catching feelings. So, I mean, he was just texting me all the time and I was just like, you know, it's nothing, you know, until he came to me and he was like, no, I really want to see where this is going. Um, and then, you know, he made that known. So I think that is definitely the, the, the bridge to, to, you know, build that, um, the 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 bridge between being friends and 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 in a relationship.
0: So. Yes, that's good. Make your intentions known. Get it out in the open. I think that's what we're doing we we're like afraid to communicate and that's one disadvantage of social media I think in technology is like it is leading us to not have real Conversations and hard conversations with people, and so that's when you have these friendationships. Like I, I don't know. There isn't statistics on this, but I have to guess that back in the day, friendationships did not really exist as much. (laughs) This is like a newfound thing, everybody, in the last however many years, especially since we got technology and the technology revolution, because we now don't have to have conversations with people that are uncomfortable. (laughs) You know, so you just kind of keep going along and skating along, and everyone's afraid to actually voice their intentions. Hey friends, so I want to take a quick break today in our incredible conversation to share with you about our amazing sponsor for this episode. And something you should know is that I really only agree to sponsorships with brands and businesses that, first of all, I just really love and believe in. And then second of all, that I actually think will be really helpful for you. So that being said, today's podcast is brought to you by Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling is a faith-based online therapy network that is a part of the larger BetterHelp community. If you've listened to this podcast at all, you've probably picked up on the fact that I am a huge fan of therapy personally, especially in our singleness and dating seasons. Let's work on all these things before marriage, okay? But not only that, I especially love therapy that incorporates Christian principles, prayer, and spiritual practices. Through Faithful Counseling, getting connected with an affordable Christian therapist is so easy. All you guys have to do is fill out a form about yourself and your needs, and Faithful Counseling will connect you to a fellow believer within their network of licensed professional counselors. Once you are quickly connected to a therapist, you can start communicating in under 24 hours. You can log into your account at any time and send your therapist a message and get really timely and thoughtful responses back. You can also schedule weekly video or phone sessions and do all of it from the comfort of your home. And might I add, in your most comfy attire, winning. Now, I've been doing therapy virtually for over a year now, and I just love it. Now, another benefit of using Faithful Counseling is that there is such a broad range of expertise in the Faithful Counselor Network that may not be locally available wherever you live. So that's another great perk about Faithful Counseling. And then the last cherry on top is that a lot of people don't do therapy because of the cost, but Faithful Counseling is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So, guys, if you've been looking to try out therapy, but you're like one of these excuses, it's too costly, you haven't found the right person or you don't want to go to the office, I want you to consider trying Faithful Counseling. And for Heart of Dating listeners, today you can get 10% off your first month by going to getfaithful.com forward slash heartofdating. All right, guys, that's it for now. Now back to the episode. Another question. I've actually heard you guys talk about this, so I wanted to bring it up. But this happens so much, and I feel like it can be a a situation that can often be heartbreaking. Sometimes, but when someone says, "God told me you're my spouse," (laughs) what do you do with that? And I've had this happen. So, but here you go. I'm going to let you guys answer this.
2: (laughs) You want to go,
1: man? I've heard. I've had that happen too. (laughs) Um, And to be honest, in the past when it has happened, I didn't even pay it one mind, because I, I looked at, you know, the person and um, our beliefs and were we equally yoked, what was going on there? And I was just like, yeah, no, God didn't tell you anything. <laughs>
2: there's no way. <laughs> you know,
1: there's no way. <laughs> um, but I do think that if it, it's someone who, you know, comes to you and they are in, you know, they believe the same faith, they have the same faith, uh, a lot of the same beliefs. Um, I, I think it's something that, you know, you should pray about. And, and maybe it, especially if you find that you are interested in this person or that you have asked God or you prayed to God in your spare time and let him know, hey, I think I'm ready um, to be in a relationship with someone. I want to get married one day. You see the desires of my heart and then, boom, this person comes and tell you, God said that you're my spouse. I think that is definitely something you should pray about and not just brush it off just because you're not interested in that person or um or you know, or otherwise. But I do feel as though I, I personally am not a fan of people telling other people that because I think that as even if God did tell you that, you need to allow God to show that person that yeah, as well. You don't need to tell them, you I don't agree. you don't need to go to them and tell them because then it messes with their mind. Yeah, they don't know if they're starting to grow interest in you because you said God and then but they, they they're start afraid to question. Of
2: disobeying God. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And
0: then if it doesn't work out, there's the whole question, well, what did do I not hear God? You know, because I've that's so many people are like God told me this person was my spouse and vice versa, and it didn't work out. So what do I do with that? But because they've both discussed, God said that you're my, you know, like, especially early on. And so that's where I'm like, ah, I I think especially early on, that's where I get a little bit of a red flag there.
2: Right. Yeah. That's why I think it's definitely necessary for prayer to be a factor, because a lot of times somebody will say that, and I believe most times someone says it, they're lying. (laughs) I I firmly believe that. Maybe that could be my carnal side saying it, maybe I'm being immature, but I believe that they're lying because I see that just as a way of getting what you want because it's really it's really you saying, you're the desire of my heart and you know, God is gonna grant it. You know, yeah. that's really what you're saying <laughs> yeah, because you can't just say God told me because, you can eat a bad apple or a bad mango before you go to bed and you get all kinds of dreams. Mm-hmm. You've already made up your mind. So everything is going to be confirmation for you. You're going to just assume the spirit spoke to you and no, it wasn't the spirit bro. Like you told yourself, you convinced right. yourself, exactly. you know, so I've had people tell me, you know, tell me the same thing. I've had leadership tell me, Oh, I can see, I can't wait to see when you're married to so-and-so like I can, they like they felt God claiming, Something's going to happen. And every time I heard that, I was just like, I know for a fact that is not who I'm about to marry, you know? So I'm like, yeah. You know, even when I was talking to Safa, no one knew until maybe close to our engagement time. So people are still assuming what we're going to do. No one, unless they were close to us, they didn't know what was going on. But I'm just like, a lot of times people say that. And I believe it's it's just a poor way of um, manipulation. Because if I tell a woman that who's not secure in who she is, or she doesn't have her own walk with God and she actually likes me, that she's just going to take my word for it. And God forbid she ends up in a bad marriage because I lied on the Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? So I <laughs> yes. believe it's necessary for us to pray because it's so easy for us to, because I don't want to disobey God. And I know many times I have not heard God's voice and maybe my wife did, or maybe someone else did. And I'm trusting, you know, their connection to God. And that's why I have to have my own connection. Because if someone tells me God wants you to jump off that cliff, And I I believe that they're spiritual and I know I never hear from God. I'm going to go jump in Jesus name and die. (laughs) I need to hear from God for myself. You know, I need to actually pray and, you know, just trust that he's going to lead me. So allow God to show that person. You don't have to tell them, just be like, I feel like this is what God is showing me. And I think we should pray about it. You know what I mean? If you approach it that way. You're not telling them this is what God said. You're letting them know this is how I feel. And I want you to pray about it also. You know, I I can respect someone who does that more than just saying. Yes.
0: Yeah. And I do think discernment and timing and when that is and and even like asking mentors of people in your life to like, hey, this is what I'm feeling on my heart. What do you think about this? Because I do think dating in a silo isn't ever healthy. And we do need healthy, spiritual, godly voices around us that are confirming the relationship as well. And if you feel in your heart, this is your person, like bring that to your mentor or to the, the really close, wise voices in your life. Hey, I feel like God's putting this on my heart. Like this is my person. What are you thinking about? What How do you feel about that when you've been praying? Because normally your mentors, people who are close to you are also praying for you and praying for the things that are important to you too. So they're going to have something to contribute to that as well. And so I think that it's just important to have discernment, and wisdom in, in all of of that and I love Tavares what you said, like the approach of how to say it, maybe instead versus being like, God told me you are my spouse. It is like a fact in the sand. <laughs> like,
2: you know, <laughs> like, come on, yeah, what do I do with that?
0: It's like, oh, okay, well, I don't feel that way. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay, guys, another question this is a big one and it's specific to our current season, but dating during the pandemic, how do we actually do that and well and safely? and During the COVID. And I know that you guys, I mean, I've experienced so much the last few weeks. What do you guys think about this? Stay (laughs) home.
2: Stay home and stay safe, you guys. <laughs> Do not ask us because yes. leaving outside of our home got us sick. We got bit. So. <laughs>
1: so,
0: you guys so, had I'm, it. Oh my god, I can't yes, believe so,
2: it. So it's weird. It's weird to say how to navigate this. I know a lot of people are, you know, sick and tired of Facetime. You know, thank God for things like Facetime, mm, Skype, yes, and all the things Zoom. that came out over the years. But you know, if it's possible, you know, you guys have been quarantined the whole time and you're able to see one another, just you two. I can understand that, you know, but as much as you can, stay home. Everyone is struggling right now, you know? So right. just know God is having mercy on all of us, you yeah. know, we're trapped home, you know? <laughs> I don't know how to navigate that one.
1: Yeah, I think, I don't know. It, that's such a tough one, honestly. I mean, especially if you've never met this person, maybe you met them online and you're supposed to be dating during this pandemic. You can't meet up with this person. Your, your relationship is probably going to consist of more, you know, online or phone conversations and FaceTimes. Uh, and I think it's, it's harder to really get to know a person when you can't physically um, spend time with them you don't know you know how they interact with other people when you're in a group setting you don't know how they treat you don't know anything because it's online I think it's more easy um, for someone if you you already know this person and you're dating uh, during this pandemic I think you know even trying to date through FaceTime, do something cute play games or like little i mean if you can't find games to play like via facetime of course christian games you know <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> um play a game oh, or even bitch. even have dinner together over facetime i know it sounds cheesy but it's it's romantic it really is i mean you know if you guys have some time just set up a little place where you you make something to eat and you guys have a conversation yeah, um you I know just kind of get to know know each other over dinner so i i you know God bless all those dating during this time. Yeah, um, we we're praying
2: for. You. Yeah, oh man, man. I know
0: I feel it. it's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy. And what I've been noticing, I've been talking to a lot of people who are trying to date safely during this time, just to kind of see, like, hey, what it's been, you know, just taking polls on and asking people individually. What I what I did enjoy is like I do agree, Facetime, Zoom try to make that fun, make it unique, romantic, different. And then if you are in the same area sphere, um, meet, you can eventually meet up in my opinion, but like, you know, wear the mask, socially distance, walk outside. I've seen people do that. It's like, okay, great. You can't hold hands. You can't do anything like that, but that's okay. You know, for, as you get to experience them in real life, right? It's like, be really safe with that. If that makes you comfortable, not everyone's going to do that. And maybe eventually, if you get to know them more in that way, maybe eventually, if you're both quarantining well, you see one another in real life, right? But that it has to be like over a a period of time. So it is just such a weird time to date. But I do think getting creative, doing Zooms, FaceTimes, it is possible. It is absolutely possible. People date long distance and it's almost like doing that even if you live in the same place, right?
1: Exactly.
2: Yeah, we had to do that because I was in the military. So technically, we we, we did our yeah, quarantine we sure time. did. <laughs>
1: six months worth of it. Oh,
2: oh my that gosh. Was that was
0: no brutal. way. Okay, well, there you go. See, it can work. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So another question I get asked a ton is, how important is attraction?
2: Very important. <laughs> I want to say, I I say it's very important. So I, I'm going to admit, I was very immature, you know, when I used to pray before, you know, single days. I'm just like, God, I need a godly woman with a big butt. And like, those are my exact words, you know, so. What a prayer. Listen, God answers (laughs) my my prayers. I I know. So listen to me, any singles out there, be specific. God is able, you know, so, but I realized over time that it was really just me being driven by my lust, you know, so I wanted that, you know, I'm just driven by what's going to please my flesh, what's going to please my eyes, you know, but many times I would pursue the wrong thing, assuming it's God's will, just because they have certain features that I wanted, but, you know, so God, you know, definitely helped me mature so I could see a woman as she is rather than just for her body. But my, I will say that attraction is necessary because when service is over or, you know, when you're home from work, you're not going to just be home speaking in tongues and reading right. your Bible. You want someone that you're going to be physically attracted to. You know, so I'm not saying he has to have that chiseled body and she has to have that perfect shape for you have for you to have a godly marriage, but And, uh, or, you know, if I prefer dark skin, I'm not going to settle for light skin. I'm not saying anyone needs to go change their, you know, desires. I'm not saying anyone needs to change their prayer specifically. What I will say is that it's necessary for you to be honest with yourself because you don't want to just settle just because you're single and then you're married to someone and you love how godly they are, but you think they're ugly or you think, man, his teeth are terrible. Like if he could get braces, obviously there's some things you can fix, you know, but right. the issue is you want to make sure that you love them for who they are right. and you're not trying to change them. Oh, you don't have the body that I want it. No, you have to go in the gym every single day, you know? So you don't want to, you know, feel like you, you resent your spouse. You know what I mean? So I feel like attraction isn't everything, but, it it's is important. something. It is definitely right. important. I
1: think it's a, it's very important as well. And I think that the closer we get to God is the more attracted we will be um to the things he has for us, to the things and the people he wants in our yes. lives. So I and I the reason why I say that is because I see a lot of relationships where maybe the two people start out started out as as friends and maybe they had no attraction. And then what happens? They end up married and they end up, you know, very in love and very attracted to each other. And I think God has something to do with that. I think that um if you if you try to conform your will to his will um he will he will change your desires he will change the desires of your
2: heart yeah. so yeah. yeah at the end and if you're out there and right now you're listening and you feel like you're not attractive please just think of some jokes because if you could get her to laugh bro like I'm telling you she forgets that you're ugly 100% guaranteed <laughs> I have no Bible verse to prove that, but I'm telling you, it's true. If you can make her laugh, you are are automatically the best looking thing (laughs) on planet Earth. You know,
0: I a hundred percent agree with you because actually, and I've talked about this with psychologists that attraction, we we just say that it's physical, but there's four elements to attraction, especially as Christians. And so it is physical. There is physical, which we is the one we focus on the most. It's the physical bucket. But I also want to add in that it also includes emotional. Are you emotionally attracted to this person? Because they could be all the attractiveness in the world physically, but have you're terribly you're not emotionally into them at all. You don't feel like they see you, you don't feel safe with them and you need to be emotionally attracted to them and then personality and that's what you're just saying Tavares personality is a way of attraction you can be best yeah. friends with somebody and they can make you laugh and you are gonna be way more attracted to that person because of that you know versus if you're not attracted to their personality then you're gonna be like I don't want to spend time with this person and the last one is of course spiritually if they are like a spiritual leader and they like love Jesus and the way they connect with God you know like that is attractive my goodness yeah. like I almost am like some guys who on paper I'm like maybe I don't find them that attractive if they they're like a spiritual leader if they have a great personality. If I feel safe in their presence emotionally, that I like, am automatically over time becoming and way that, more physically that into them.
2: marriage. Yes. yeah, but that's the marriage instead of just the the trophy so wife or like the it's handsome it's husband. Right. You you don't want to have that perfectly shaped or best looking smile or have all of that, and then you're worried because your spouse can't pray then you're worried because it's like, you mentioned you're not connected at all. It's like, what are we connecting on outside of the physical? Physical, You know, so I think those are, that's great, you know, especially because that's, you know, psychologists studying those things as well. Because we see it daily, you know, I feel like a lot of marriages fail because they didn't lose their attractiveness. You're both still attractive, you know? They may think you're physically you know, pleasing. But at the same time, that shouldn't be all that there is.
0: Right. Then you have the other buckets that aren't filled at all. So you can't just have the physical bucket filled, right? We have all the other ones that we need to connect in all of them too. So Mm -hmm. yes, I love this question. Okay. I'm going to ask you guys one more question and we're going to then go into our final question and we can make this one quick. But A lot of people ask, and I get this all the time. I do a breakup course on my books coming out next year about rejection. And so I just want to ask you guys this, the same question I get asked by a lot of people. How do I know if I should go back to an ex? I
1: think that you know if when you guys are apart or when you were apart, you see growth. And I, I think there are a few reasons. I think that if God, if you feel like God is, you know, somehow bringing you back this person and you've prayed about it and you've asked them what's going on here why does this this person keep resurfacing in my life and you see the growth that the reason why you broke up before that the issue is fixed then i think that you know you should you can explore um getting back with that person i think that of course you have to pray about it and seek god about it but i think that that is one reason to get back with them
2: yeah i definitely agree with that because you want to make sure it's not out of loneliness or not just because you have good memories because there are a lot of good memories and bad relationships, you know what I mean. So you can reminisce in all the good times and go back to someone that God never wanted you with because you're reminiscing on a few good moments. So I think it's a matter of making sure prayer is the initial reason. God is the one leading you. You know the people that you're accountable to. You know you've you've mentioned this to them, so other people are praying as well, and it's not just an emotional decision. Um, but ultimately, you know, how do you know you should go back? I think. Yeah, Safi, you kind of hit the nail on the head regarding the growth, yeah. you know. So I think I think it's really a matter of growth in their lives because a lot of people break up because I want to honor God, but we were having sex. If you see that person turn their life around, they're not being driven by lust anymore, great. Or you broke up with that person because they're lazy and you're trying to build a future and you see them driving towards something bigger now, and you see, okay, this person is serious. Yeah. This person is ready for, you know, committed relationship. So I think the main thing is just. Make sure God is, you know, God is going to be in it and that there is going to be growth because you don't want to be with someone who's not helping you fulfill your purpose. Evil is given as a helper. She wasn't just given because she's a beautiful woman. Right. She was given as a helper. So if they're help building us towards our purpose and closer to God, then I believe that's someone you can return to.
0: So good. And what I also say, too, because I've seen lots of people come back together and now get married. And my thing about it is like it absolutely can happen. My Just if it's like two weeks after your breakup, even one month, like y'all just maybe think about that, because that's where everyone's asking, should I go back to my ex? It's been like two weeks, a month. And I'm Yay. like, hey, we need to see growth happen over time. If in two weeks, a yeah. month, even two months, they're saying now all the right things, that's nice. But you want to see that over time like you really do. So make sure that if you are getting back together with an ex that there is an ample amount of time in between for growth to actually set in because true growth takes some time to really establish in our minds and our hearts. So there we go. All right, y'all. Final question I ask everyone, which is just what is your final
1: nugget of dating advice for the listeners today? I would say the biggest thing is wait on God. I think, man, I think sometimes it's so easy to get so anxious um, to find a spouse, especially in the day of social media, because you see so many other people online and they, they seem so happy. They, they probably aren't, but they seem happy. you know so you you don't know you don't know what's behind the story or behind the cameras but uh, and you want that and it's so easy to uh, lose sight of focusing on God because that's the that's the reason why we're here. That's the main you know reason why he created us not just to get married and to seek a spouse but to seek him. Um, so just wait on God. Um, what he has for you is better than you could ever think that you you could ever think or imagine for yourself. Whatever you have, multiply that times a million that's what God that's what God wants for you and just wait on him and um, don't put God in a box don't just limit him to your uh, your idea of what you want in a spouse don't put him in a box
2: um you kind of attacked both ends of that because I was gonna go do the opposite of what you were saying I was gonna say take the plunge you know I feel like a lot of people, we dismissed everyone that didn't meet our requirements. Every part of our list, you know. I even heard a preacher say, "Rip up your list." Recently, you know, we we give God our list and we tell Him this is what we want. And if we don't see everything on that, then it's not it. But a lot of times, the devil knows what's on your list. The devil knows what your type is. The devil knows what you're chasing after. That's so he could send sweet. anybody that's a distraction. So I feel like as though we need to be be willing to take a plunge. You see, a, a attractive woman. You see, a attract you well. Maybe you don't find them as attractive as your list. Maybe you don't find them making as much money as your list. You don't find them doing everything as what your desires are. Be willing to say, God, I don't know if this is the type of person I would pursue, but I feel as though they're in my life for a certain reason. Be willing to seek God about people that you would have easily dismissed in your past. You know, and I feel like a lot of people, they're asking God, where are the good men? Where are the good women? And they've ignored so many of them because they wanted that worldly man. A lot of times we want that worldly person or we want that that, that curvy person or we wanted that 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 rich person that we ignored every person that could lead us closer to God. So be willing to be willing to approach or allow yourself to be approached by the person that you would have easily dismissed in the past. You know, take a plunge. You know, you never know what God is able to do, you know, but so let's don't dismiss what God is capable to do. Like right. Safa said, take God out of your box. You never know what God has in store for you because of what you want, but just be willing to see what God has for you.
0: I love that. Yes, guys, that is such good. I love that you brought it from both ends. Like, heck, Thank yes. You. Okay, y'all are just the best. If people want to get connected to you or find out more, how do they do that? Because you have some awesome things going on.
2: Um, we're the the creators of ChristianMingle.com. No, <laughs> <laughs>
0: And now everyone is DMing you, okay? (laughs) They want to be set up personally by Tavares and (laughs) Safa.
2: No, please do not. Please do not. I will ignore your message. (laughs) But you can find us on Godly Dating 101. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever else there is, you know. So feel free to add us, you know. I mean, We'll answer the DMs as much as yes, we can. We try. Yes, yes. Um, look out for the future. You know, we're trying to get you know back on our writing, so you may see mm-hmm. a book in the future. And stay tuned for you. We're gonna go pop back up in that arena soon. So yep.
0: yes, and y'all are. This episode is launching right before the conference that's coming out, and y'all are speaking at that. So you're at the heart of dating conference, and I can't wait. So people are gonna get to hear you there too.
2: You're awesome, Kate. Yes. We're proud of what you're doing with that conference oh, as well. Thank you guys. know that people are gonna be blessed by your ministry. Oh, we
0: are, and thank you
1: for having us on the podcast.
0: Oh, it's such an honor. I know you guys are yes. so busy. You just had COVID. I was like, what is happening? They're still in the conference and on my podcast. And they just had COVID and have a million things right. going on. So <laughs> bless y'all seriously for all of that.
2: Oh, goodness.
0: Thank you guys. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Peace. Ayo, what about that episode today, you guys? I just loved being able to sit down with Tavares and Zappa and have some really real dialogue about dating. I so appreciate their perspectives and I really hope that this was challenging and encouraging for you today. Now, don't forget our conference launches this weekend. If you don't have a ticket yet, please get your ticket at heartofdatingconference.com. It is without a doubt the biggest event we have ever put on. And I just really do not want you to miss this. Reminder that this is for single and dating men and women, okay? So this is not just a ladies conference. It's not just a singles conference. It is for men and women dating and singles. And it's for people of all ages, 18 years years above okay so we're gonna have some stellar content i personally have watched every single session and it's going to bless you immensely so can't wait to see you then this show is part of the converge podcast network